can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome, everybody, to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So, Joe, Prince Harry has a product he didn't know he needed. I heard, and you might have seen the meme that I actually created for our Instagram based on that. I did. That was hilarious. Good work with that. Yeah, it was a good piece of content from me, if if I do say so myself. Should have known that was a joke. (laughs) So, if you are behind on all of the Prince Harry content, as per his memoir, Spare, Basically, he was on a trip to the North Pole. He had a frostbite on his penis and the pain was so bad that it was making it difficult to walk and actually impossible to have sex apparently. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I did listen to some of the audio at sound, and it was in his voice, which was a little bit jarring. All I can hear is my penis was oscillating. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I can hear. Someone had told him to try the Elizabeth Arden eight-hour cream. I don't know much about this. It says it's a skin protectant. We have Elizabeth Arden at a door. It is a cult product. Is it? Yeah. The older generation will be more familiar with it. It was... It was probably their Sikaplast B5 of your mum's era and my mum's era. Ah, yeah. And actually Elizabeth Mm. Arden, interestingly, tweeted all about it. They didn't (laughs) say much. I I mean, I'm assuming their brand guidelines wouldn't wouldn't allow them to repost frostbitten penis, but ours don't, so we can talk freely about (laughs) it. Anyway, have you used this cream? I have. Oh, and? I have. I don't mind it. Would it repair a frostbitten penis in eight hours? It wouldn't be the number one thing I would go to for a frostbitten todger, but I think if you were desperate and you needed something, you could potentially rely on it. If I was going to be using anything on a frostbitten todger, it would be Sikapass B5. Okay. But look, he said it worked, didn't he? He did. He said it worked. He said to his friend, my mum used that on, my, on her lips. <laughs> you want me to put that on my todger? And then his friend said, it works, Harry, trust me. Well, they'd obviously tried it before. Apparently it worked and Mm. I never thought in my life we would have a Prince Harry product we didn't know we needed that we actually stocked at a door. Neither did I. So very happy with that. You know what? That book is the gift that keeps on giving. Have you read it? No. Oh, okay. I haven't. Have you? No, no, no. I haven't. I watched the Netflix special. That's enough. Yeah, same. That's enough for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince Harry content for me. (laughs) Six episodes in two sittings. (laughs) All right, Joe. what's on today's episode? So on today's episode, we are talking about things that shouldn't be embarrassing but absolutely are. And we got all of your input on the Facebook group and your Instagram, Hannah, and we got so many hilarious responses. So I can't wait to read those out. And then we are talking to Monique McMahon about dealing with chlorine hair. So if you have dealt with dry or damaged hair from chlorine, you need to listen to this episode. And of course, our products, we didn't know we needed. Hannah, I'm really looking forward to us doing this segment because when I was reading through the Facebook responses in our group, I was laughing out loud. There are so many relatable ones. (laughs) So was I. So the one I wrote in there was... And the topic is things that shouldn't be embarrassing, but absolutely are for no reason. 
my answer to that was interacting with children you don't really know and having no idea what to say to them in front of their parents. You know, when someone leaves you with like a two-year-old, you're like, what do, what do I talk yeah. about with this child? <laughs> I hate yeah. that. And when you're really kind of disinterested as well because it's not your child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's my nephew or something, I'm like, yeah, I can talk yeah, about yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if it's someone else's kid, I don't know anything about them. Another funny one that came through was when you try and walk through the automatic sliding doors and the sensor doesn't immediately recognize you. So then you have to walk backwards and try and walk through again. (laughs) That's a good one. I had a few on my Insta. I had a lot actually. So I liked this one. Having a lunchbox at work as an adult. So embarrassing, (laughs) but required for food transport. (laughs) That is so true. So true. What about when you go to meet a friend in public and you have to look around to find where they are, which is even worse when you're looking for an online date by the way. Even worse, even worse. Chasing a napkin as it flies off the table, but it keeps (laughs) moving in the wind when you get close. (laughs) Grace said, walking back from your turn in 10 pin bowling. (laughs) Oh, no, that came up like five times on mine. Did it? Yeah, Yeah, walking back. Oh, yeah. When you're with friends and the waiter asks if you're paying together and you say no, I agree with that one. That's so embarrassing. But you're splitting the bill. When you can't put the change or cards back in your wallet fast enough and you feel like you're holding everyone up in the line. (laughs) Yes. Realizing you're walking the wrong way and having to turn around and walk back oh, the way you came. That's mine as well. That's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I hate that. <laughs> it's like there's no reason to be embarrassed for that, but for some but it's reason, so it's so embarrassing. Shameful. Yeah, I agree. Like you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buying huge packs of toilet paper. Yeah, agree. Oh, someone actually wrote into mine going to the supermarket and only buying toilet paper and having to carry yes. it home, just toilet paper. Because yes. I always see people <laughs> and I judge them, so I get it. Having to reverse park with a new friend in the car. Oh, see, I'm a very confident parker, so, so I can't awkward. relate to that one. <laughs> oh, no. I relate to that one. Adults running for public transport. <laughs> Saying good thanks after someone asks you what's up. So when someone says hi or, or what's up and you say good thanks. Hate that. Oh, that is embarrassing though. That's not embarrassing for no reason. That's embarrassing because you misheard them. (laughs) (laughs) When speaking in an online team meeting and not getting a single response or acknowledgement except for silence. Oh, oh my God. That's so awkward. I I feel that. It still happens now. We've been working from home for like three years. Yeah. Not that long ago. It was hard. It was, it was tough. Okay, Facebook uploaded my profile picture five times and it was up for three hours before anyone told me. No, that is actually embarrassing. Yeah, that is. (laughs) (laughs) On the same token as toilet paper, buying condoms and pregnancy tests. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Agree with that. Lube or condoms. (laughs) Yes. So awkward. Hey, guess what? You can buy both lube and condoms at a door. Exactly. So you don't have to do that. Yep. You're welcome. When your phone links with your laptop Spotify and plays a song out loud in an office. Oh, that's never happened to me before. That would be embarrassing. Anytime my music accidentally plays like on loudspeaker on my phone or somewhere and there are other people around, I get really embarrassed. Even if it's a good song. Agree. Yeah, really embarrassed. When you can't open a door in a public place and then someone comes up behind and just opens it, like it wasn't difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, trying to pack your bag at the Aldi checkout. Oh, oh my God. I was, I was at Aldi the other day. I now shop at Aldi. I even got the little coin that you buy 
to really? get your, you can get like a fake Aldi coin to get your trolley. I now have oh. that on my keys because inflation. I'm now shopping at Aldi. You've fully gone to Aldi. Yeah, I fully go to Aldi now. Everything. No, you can't get everything, but most things. Okay. <laughs> and I swear, trying to pack your bag there is so stressful, like if you're doing a big shop. Yeah. Because people are getting really annoyed behind and they're like, slam, 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 and it's just going through way too fast. And they're so quick because they're just sitting there. They're sitting there on their little stool. Yeah, they don't have to pack the bags. Agree with that one. When you're walking towards someone you know, you've clocked each other and waved, but you're still too far away and you have to keep walking towards them not knowing where to look. And you you just got to like, you're like, hey, and then you just kind of like, look away because you're too far to start talking to them. Yeah. This one, when you look in a mirror after talking to someone and have a little snot or dead skin in your nose, oh, mortifying. That is Absolutely actually embarrassing. Mortifying. Yeah. When you say goodbye to someone and then realize you're both heading in the same direction. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, that's probably one of the most awkward life experiences. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't want to keep speaking because you already said goodbye, but you, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Stomach growling in a meeting. Remember when this used to happen to me all the time? Yeah. This used to happen to me constantly. I had a little trick when I was in exams at school. I would have a little packet of tiny teddies in my blazer pocket Ah. because I couldn't go a three-hour exam without eating. I need to eat every half an hour. She does, yep. So, yeah, I really do or I get quite hangry. People that know me well will know that. Throwback, but calling the teacher (laughs) mum. That was like the time you called Dan dad. I did. I called our, well, Joe's boss. I called him dad. Our boss. (laughs) Well, that was sorry. I'm just, that was so I'm just funny. glossing over that one. <laughs> when you're peeing for longer than usual and someone is in the cubicle next to you, and it's like, psh, yes, psh, and it doesn't yeah, stop. That's it's so loud. embarrassing. Yeah, you got a strong stream. <laughs> when you see someone you know and you think they're going to go in for a kiss, so then you kiss them on the cheek and you realize that they weren't going in to kiss you on the cheek. Oh, that is the worst. So good. I agree with this and I have no idea why. Pressing the next stop button on the bus. Agree. Have you been on the bus, Joe? Yeah, I've been on okay. a bus before. Not often, but I, I did back in the day. It's like a very vulnerable thing to do, mm. to stand up on a moving bus and to press next stop. And then you're waiting there, just standing, waiting for them to pull up. Yeah. Walking your empty trolley back to the trolley bay in the car park. I'm actually fine with doing that, but I can see why it would be awkward. Yeah. No, I find that uncomfortable. Yeah. Going to the bathroom at the same time as your colleague. The worst. Yes. Oh, the worst. Just don't do it. If you see someone else going in there, make a beeline for somewhere else. (laughs) I agree. Go later. Unless you're really close, like, and you can chat in the toilet. If you've got that relationship, then it's not awkward. If it was you and I, I'd happily wait next to you. We'd be fine. Trying to talk to someone who is actually on the phone via AirPods. Oh, yep. Agreed. That's happened to me a number of times. A few people wrote that in for me as well. Yeah. Trying a new machine at the gym. This is why I don't go to the gym. Yes. This is why I have a personal trainer yeah. because the thought of going to the gym and trying to use the equipment yeah. with other people watching, it sends me into panic, picking up my dog's shit on a busy main road. That guy, <laughs> that, I did agree. Agree. I don't have a dog, but I feel embarrassed for the people that are doing it. You know what happened to me recently? I was walking my boyfriend's dog recently and there was a guy in his front yard mowing his lawn and the dog stopped directly in front of this man and did on his front lawn and we were just like oh my god you couldn't have waited like two more houses and so then my boyfriend had to squat down and (laughs) 
So awkward. Girls posting their dance workout class on Insta. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you do you, boo, but yeah. I I like seeing it. Every time I see them, I'm like, I'm going to go to a dance class and then I never do. Yeah, you are that kind of person though. You do tend to get influenced by things like that. (laughs) Totally. Telling your doctor what has brought you in that day. Oh, yeah. Like you, Chelsea, <gasps> right? Like when you pretend at the start, you're absolutely fine and then drop, but I just have blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I agree with that. So <sighs> it's very vulnerable. It is. But yeah, I used to be so embarrassed to have a banana in my lunch at high school. Totally. I'm still embarrassed to eat a banana in public now. Well, see, on that same note, someone else said making eye contact while you're eating and I was in the office the other day eating a banana and through the glass in the other office I see someone looking at me while I'm eating a banana. (laughs) Sex scene on the TV with parents. However, I remember this so vividly. So do you remember when Titanic came out? I like begged my dad. I must have been like, 10, mm-hmm. I don't know, really young, begged, 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 begged my dad to take me to go see Titanic, not knowing really like how awkward it was going to be. Anyway, I remember the scene, like I don't know that I knew that much about sex back then, but you know when she gets naked and he draws yes. her and then they have sex, it's a very, very long scene. It is. And in, they're in the car and it's all like fogged up mm-hmm. and I could have died. I'll never forget it. It was the most, it was super traumatic to have to sit through. <laughs> Probably also traumatic for your dad. <laughs> I think I didn't quite know what was going on, but like I still was like traumatized by how awkward it was. Yeah. I don't know what we were thinking going, but it was MA 15 plus. So I couldn't go. I was under 15. There's a lot of adult themes in that movie as well. Aside from the sex scenes, it's not that bad. Oh, there's a fair bit of domestic abuse happening in there, I'd say. I, I didn't really know. I just loved Leonardo DiCaprio and I was when I was going to marry him and I had to see it. So Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio is peak DiCaprio. I know, downhill. Yeah. I mean, still would, but. Still would, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thanks everyone for sending in your embarrassing things that shouldn't be embarrassing but definitely are. Uh, feel free to join our Facebook group if you're not part of it already. You can just search Beauty IQ Uncensored on Facebook to join. We have a lot of discussions in there and you're more than welcome to still contribute to this particular thread if you didn't see it when it first came out. I'm still looking at it daily when the notifications come up. So <laughs> please write yours in. Hannah, today we're talking about something that is summer-related, chlorine. Now, I'm not a pool person, nor am I a water person in general. Neither am I. I go to the beach and my body doesn't even touch the water. Same. I'm just not a body of water kind (laughs) of person. People are always like, what about the beach? I'm like, there's no, nothing about that is appealing. No, the water's too cold. Unless it's like a hot spring, I'm not getting in. Yes, yep. And I went up to Lake Yildon over summer and my boyfriend's family were like, why don't you hop in the water? I'm like, that's, no, I don't want to do that. It's very dark. It looks like there's things underneath. I don't want to go in there. But a lot of people do swim over summer and especially our Sydney ciders. And Monique McMahon joins us from Sydney. She is the founder of Q Colour and Colour Educator at Q Academy. Welcome back to the podcast, Monique. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Hannah, for having me. Now, we've had you on the podcast, I think, a couple of times now, and we always come and visit you when we're in Sydney. And 
anytime that I see anyone I follow in Sydney, they're going to Bondi Beach for a, a morning swim or an after work swim. And that just, <laughs> I don't feel is the thing that we do in Melbourne, but it makes the Sydney life look so appealing. It does. It really does. <laughs> Not that I would do it if I lived there, but it really does look appealing. So today we want to talk about chlorine for those that do a lot of swimming over summer, even in winter, chlorine can be pretty damaging on the hair, Monique. So why does chlorine tend to make our hair feel so dry and brittle after we've been for a few swims? Okay, so there's so many clients in our salon that go swimming in either chlorine or saltwater pools at the beach. It's a big topic in our salon as we're all about healthy hair and healthy colour. Chlorine literally is just going to be like sucking the natural oils out of your hair, guys. Like, I'm just going to put it bluntly. Mm -hmm. And it does that to the skin as well. It's definitely not our good friend, chlorine. It leaves the hair quite brittle, quite dry and quite rough because all those natural oils that we produce to protect our hair and to protect our skin are literally stripped away as soon as you enter chlorine. Is that the same with, you said, chlorine and salt? Is salt similar? Very similar. There are different reactions. I mean, chlorine, if we stay on the chlorine topic, that can also cause chemical reactions in your hair. So it's uh, definitely worse than salt water swimming or fresh water swimming. But yeah, it's not a great thing. Yeah. I find my hair in the pool is just awful. It goes so frizzy and dry. However, there's something about the salt that makes the curls look nicer, but it does feel drier after the, a swim in the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a love-hate relationship with the ocean and what it does to the hair, I think, because you know, if you've got beautiful hair like you, Hannah, that wants to jump up and curl and bounce around, the ocean is, you know, your friend, but yeah, it does leave it a little bit dry. Is there anything that we can put in our hair before swimming that'll help reduce damage? I had someone actually message me on Instagram saying, and I didn't know if this was right, so it's good you're here. She said she puts, I think, conditioner in her hair. Don't know how good that is. For the pool. Do you know what? I think anything that you can put on your hair before you get into chlorine is going to help. Mm -hmm. The absolute worst thing that you can do when you're swimming in chlorine is mm. dive in the pool with dry hair. Wow, okay. Big no-no. Wet the hair or thoroughly wet the hair. I like to use like any of the hydrating products that you can leave in the hair. The conditioner is a great idea. It's going to act as a little barrier. It's going to fill up the cuticle shaft a little bit so less damage will be happening. Shower cap, I mean, not shower cap, swimming cap. If you're doing laps, absolutely use a cap, 100%. I was going to ask if a swimming cap, does that actually help? Yeah, swimming caps are always crucial. They're not going to stop the chlorine from 100% getting into the hair, but they're definitely going to help prevent majority of that chlorine getting into the hair. Do you have any specific products? Yeah, of course. I'm a product junkie. Have you seen our salon? My God. <laughs> <laughs> so many products on our shelves. You know what I'm loving at the moment for this summer? It's the French brand. It's called Les Viettes. And I love saying it because it sounds so French. She does a hair oil. Now, the hair oil is really awesome. A few drops of the hair oil on dry hair or damp hair. If you're going in chlorine, I'd suggest to wet the hair first and then put the oil on and then put your cap on. I find it easier to put my cap on when the hair is wet. 
And then the other product that I love as well, I drench the hair in the hydrating cream by Christophe Robin. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we know that one. She's a favorite of everyone's. Mm-hmm. She's packed with heaps of aloe vera, so it's super, super hydrating. And it's quite a thick cream because he's brought out a brand new one, actually. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet. And the texture's a little thicker, don't you reckon, Joe? Yeah. It is. So that product's really great for drenching your hair before you jump in any chlorine. I actually recommended to a friend a little while ago now. She moved up to the Gold Coast and she sent me a message and she was like, oh my gosh, my hair is so dry from swimming Mm. in the ocean. And I actually said like, douse your hair in Kerastase Elixirol team because she had some, she had a sample of it. And she's like, oh my God, that made the biggest difference. My hair is so much more hydrated now. So apparently putting a bit of oil in your hair before you go for a swim does work according to her. Oil is great. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love that. Well, she's done it firsthand. She knows all about it. Yeah. Very, very good. When you get out of the water, rinse your hair thoroughly. Get out all the chlorine as much as you can. Even if you're not shampooing, you don't have to shampoo. Rinsing is really good. Good point. So stop past the showers and dip your hair Mm -hmm. under. Get rid of that chlorine. Yeah, give it a fresh water rinse. That's so good for you. Now, Mon, with blonde hair comes green tones <laughs> when we throw chlorine into the mix. So how do we deal with the green tones impacting lightened hair? Is there any way to prevent it? Look, you know, what we've spoken about just previously is definitely going to help prevent it. But if you're in chlorine for like the whole summer and you've either got naturally blonde hair or coloured hair, Turning green is a thing. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's either keep your head out of that chlorine if you're in there a lot or there's a few remedies. I mean, I don't know whether you've heard of this one. I did a bit of work with Christophe Robin in Paris. He's so darling. He told me one trick that has I've just never forgotten and it's to remove green from your hair. You mix baking soda into a bit of a paste-like consistency and apply it on the areas of the hair where it's green just like you would a treatment, uh. leave it on for like five to 10 minutes and then rinse it off. Really? Yes, girls. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I haven't actually been able to try it in the salon because I don't have any baking soda in the salon. <laughs> Maybe someone that's listening can try it for oh us my God. and give us the feedback. Yeah. Can someone take a before of your green hair from chlorine, try the baking soda trick and then post an after for us? We want to see if it works. Hannah and I aren't blonde, so we can't try it. (laughs) Yeah, let us know on the Facebook group. Do you see a lot of people that actually swim in chlorine and then they do come in with like green hair? Absolutely. And sometimes it's not just chlorine, guys. Sometimes that green comes from old copper piping. Ah. In Sydney, I'm sure in Melbourne as well, there's a lot of old piping going on in some really Mm. old terraces around town. So your hair can turn green from that as well. So do you recommend shower filters then? You know, those beauty filters for showers that have come out? Definitely. 100%. Yeah. When my clients go over to London, they always get a filter because the water's so hard over there. Oh, I've heard that from so many friends. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't put one to the test here in my own shower, but those filters are supposed to be amazing. Okay, so if you're moving to London, get yourself a shower filter before you go. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And if your hair's turning green and you don't swim in chlorine, it's your pipes. So get yourself a filter too. Great tip. Wow. Yeah. I think always seek professional help when it goes really green. You know, there's all the tricks and the remedies. You know, there's the natural 
things that you can do and the tomato sauce trick. Of course, we've all heard of the tomato sauce trick. <laughs> I haven't. What's the tomato? What? Oh, red neutralizes. No, I haven't. Red neutralizes green. Red neutralizes green. Wow. And there's so much colorant in tomato sauce. Like it's so full of color that it counteracts the green tinge in the hair. Wow. Yeah. I actually have done that one and it works. Really? Wow. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. It's not a long-term fix, but it's a short-term fix for sure. I was just wondering, because I had this, just looked it up to see what was in it. Have you heard of the Color Wow Dream Filter pre-shampoo spray. It says removes mineral deposits and metal buildup on the hair. Yes. Is that something that would help? They're putting it out there that it helps. And L'Oreal has one as well. It's a metal detox. Now that's getting huge wraps as well. But again, that's you need to be in a professional environment for that one. So seek professional help always. Mm. If people listening, not Joe and I, if people listening swim a lot, what do you recommend that they can do to limit damage as much as possible? Okay, so a couple of things that we've mentioned, but I'll reinforce them because they really are super simple, but they'll make a massive difference. Make sure your hair's thoroughly wet before you enter the chlorine. When you get out of the water, you want to rinse everything out. Rinse, 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 rinse. Even give it a little light shampoo and condition to remove the chlorine from your hair. In fact, it's a good idea to rinse your hair often with clean water while swimming to keep flushing the chlorine out and the chemicals. And even if you're down at the beach as well, like even the salt, we love the salt, as you know, it dries it out. Jump under the shower like a couple of times throughout the day just to rinse out the excess salt water. And the same when you're at the pool. If you're at the pool all day and you're not just doing laps, you're having a day out at the pool, you know, you're in the chlorine, you're on holidays, you're in Fiji, wherever you are, just go and get that head under the fresh water and give it a rinse every couple of hours. Some great tips there. I didn't know the one about wetting your hair before you go into chlorine, but that makes a lot of sense. So I think a lot of people will be learning that for the first time as well. Joe, can you remember the last time you got in a pool? Mm, no. I actually I can't, can't remember. <laughs> no, actually, I went in my brother's pool the other day. I didn't put my head in though. It was like 37 degrees. And that was the first time I've been in the pool in years. I legit can't remember the last time my hair went into a chlorine. No, I didn't put my head under. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. I went to Pran pool on a really hot day and I still didn't get in. Like I just sat <laughs> by the pool. Oh my God. How do you do that? I need to get in the water all the time. If there's water around me, I've got to jump in it a hundred percent. I find it too cold. <laughs> I don't like how cold the water is. <laughs> We're clearly not Sydney siders or Queenslanders. <laughs> no, not at all. Thanks for joining us again, Mon. No worries, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Healthy hair, guys. Products we didn't know we needed, Hannah. So mine is libido, spelled L-B-D-O, essential. It's spelled essential, lube, not essential, essential. Mm-hmm. So nice. It is the best lubricant I've ever used. And I was like, I wonder if it's just me. And then I went onto their website to have a look at all the reviews and I was like, oh, no, it's not just me. Really? Is it water-based? Yep, water-based lubricant. It's 100% natural, vegan, cruelty-free, but it's also made with aloe vera and Australian botanical ingredients. So 
naturally hydrating, improved slip and safe to use alone with latex or toys or with a partner. Well, I actually went on to a door to repurchase and I was going to talk about it, but then it was out of stock at that time. But I've just gone on. It must be so popular, but I've just gone on and it's back in stock. Okay. Hence why I'm talking about it today. Has Linda tried this one? Because I know she loved the gun oil. The gun. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I've ever forgotten that. (laughs) Oh my God. I forgot that gun oil that she recommended to all her friends. Yeah. No, she hasn't used it. Okay. Nice. It's 100 mils. It is the nicest packaging. Like, to me, when I think of lubricant, yeah. I'm like, oh. Tacky supermarket yeah. packaging. This is like genuinely gorgeous packaging. Genuinely gorge. And it is the brand Libido. She's like a Melbourne-based founder and it's a really beautiful brand. And like it feels like a lot of thought went into like the design of not only the products, but the packaging. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend if you're looking for a new lubricant. Great. Thanks for that tip. Um, (laughs) my product today now a couple of weeks ago I spoke about the habitual beauty rejuvenating facial oil which I absolutely love but I've also been using one of their other products for probably about a year now Mm -hmm. as you would know I'm very fussy with cleansers you know that I was Mm. I'm obsessed with the ASAP gentle cleansing gel love the viviology cleanser as well they're very similar And I also really rate this one. So I've been taking this everywhere with me when I'm traveling. So if I'm going between my boyfriend's house, if I'm going away for the weekend, if I'm going into state for work, I'll always take this because it has a little top on it that you can close. So you can like just twist it to open and twist it to close and it's not going to go anywhere open and spill yeah. through your luggage, which is always my concern with the ASAP and Viviology packaging is just that it can pop open at any time. So I find this quite travel friendly and it's in quite a big bottle as well. I think it's 150 mils. It's got aloe vera in it. It's got some antioxidants. It's got papaya fruit extract. So it's got that enzyme action in there as well. And it's got panthenol and niacinamide, two ingredients that I love. So I really, really like this cleanser. It's the balancing cleanser. I don't know if I would say that it falls into the balancing category. Usually I put that into like, you know, your salicylic acid category maybe because you would normally think balancing or it's going to be oil balancing or something like that. I'd even go as far to say that this is hydrating. Mm -hmm. But they do say that it supports blemish-prone skin, which I do tend to agree with because of the niacinamide component and it lightly exfoliates the skin. But it doesn't have any salicylic acid in it and it's not like a stripping formula that you'd feel dry from. So I would say this is quite hydrating. And, yeah, it's just a really nice cleanser. smells amazing as well and it suits my skin. So I like it. And I did see because you spoke about Habitual Beauty, it is on site now. Yes, it is on site now. Yeah, I was a little bit excited and I spoke about it before you could even get it on the website, but it is definitely on the website now. So if you went to look for it, it probably was not there. But the whole range is available now. And they also have protein powders and stuff as well. So yeah, they've got a whole range. I've got them in my box of goodies that you sent. I can't wait. I've got so much to try, you guys. I sent Hannah a big box of things to try. My God, it was like the best package ever. I can't wait to talk about all the products. Yeah, I I hand-selected a lot of things for you from the office. I know you too well. Thank you. Oh, my God, you selected the best stuff. Now, I also wanted to talk about aftercare because the other day I had some needling done and I thought this will be a good way to finish off the episode because a lot of people ask, what should I be using after needling or you know, any kind of procedures that involve a little bit of disruption to the skin. 
and you've had some needling done before as well. So I'm sure you're pretty accustomed to what to do. But in most instances, I would say your dermal therapist should be telling you what you can and can't use post-treatment. But general rule, you're steering clear of all of your actives. So your vitamin C, I would steer clear from your retinols, your AHAs, your BHAs. And you could probably still stick with your niacinamide, but I'm a big fan of just using you know, HA-based products or any kind of soothing serums you have that have like vitamin E in them. I really love the Telerion Dermalergo Serum. I think you did that for a product you didn't know you needed recently. Love that serum. Oh my God, that is such a good serum. If you have reactive skin or sensitized skin, you need that in your rotation. And you still want to use a serum. And you want to use a serum. It's really hydrating. It just calms the skin down. It's so good. I absolutely love that product. The Alpha H Vitamin E, Yep, another absolute winner for sensitized skins or post-procedure skins. Obviously, Sika Plus B5 Serum and Balm. Don't really need to say anything more about those. And like a gentle cleanser mm-hmm. is really all you need. I've also been using the La Roche-Posay Telerion Light Cream. I think they now have renamed it the Dermalergo Light Cream. I've been using that as a moisturizer as well during the day just because the Cicoplast B5 can be a bit heavy for daytime and that goes quite well under sunscreen. And sunscreen is very, very important. If you've had a procedure done, any kind of procedure, and you're not usually a sunscreen wearer, which you should be anyway, but it's so, so important to wear your sunscreen post-procedure because your skin is even more susceptible to sun damage and sunburn. So that is an absolute non-negotiable. Do you recommend mineral? or chemicals fine? I think it depends what you tolerate. I can use a chemical. I was using the Anthalios, Laurish-Posay Anthalios after my needling, and I'm fine with that. My skin doesn't get reactive, but you will find in some skins with chemical formulas, they might get a little bit sensitized if they've had something like needling done. So you could opt for more of a mineral formula like ultraviolet lean screen is a good option. I've used that quite a bit before. So Yeah, I think it just depends skin to skin. You've just got to get familiar with your own skin and see what works for you. But keep it basic. Try to use the most bland products possible, which, and I don't mean bland in a bad way. I mean that in a very good way, like products that are going to comfort and care for your skin and help it to recover. Just don't try and go ham on the actives. I have one more tip for post-procedure. If you have to wear makeup, the Aspects Minerals. liquid. Agree. That is such a good product. It's good foundation anyway, but like it's really underrated. And if you get procedures a lot, but then you have to wear makeup, that's what I use. Mm -hmm. And that their powder is really good as well. Megs loves that. Definitely recommend that if you are needing to wear makeup the day after your needling or whatever it is, or if you're trying to get needling on your lunch break, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend, but if you have to, (laughs) that is definitely a good product to go for. But I thought I would just share that advice because I posted on my stories and got quite a few people saying, oh, I didn't know I had to do this post-needling. So yeah, keep it basic, avoid your actives for a few days until you feel like your skin's prepared enough to reintroduce them. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.